Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I am your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Amber Lewis on with us. What's up, Amber? How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Fantastic. So um, where are you from? Give us a little overview on yourself and what you do. So I have lived in South Florida my whole life. Um, I love the water and adventuring, surfing, diving, fishing. I love it all. Um, But I actually grew up um, just surfing. And then I actually got into diving later on, um, more in my 20s. Oh, no way. So you grew up surfing and then you're like, hey, I'm going to start diving and just got super involved. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I kind of started getting more curious as I got older, like what was beneath the surface, you know, because I spent so much time in the water that I was just like, what's going on below me? You know what I mean? And there's a whole nother world. It was like falling in love with the ocean all over again. It was amazing. Um, But, and it was always flat in summer. So you kind of got bored anyways, like, oh, what else? there to do um so that's kind of what started to draw me towards maybe more than just snorkeling you know in the shore and i started getting more like okay i want to get scuba certified i want to get free dive certified so i just kind of that's so funny that's literally the same as me like i grew up surfing i still surf like every single day that i can but um whenever the waves are super flat i'm like hey can i go lobster diving today or can i go spear fishing like or even if you're just like on a trip in Fiji or something, you're like, oh, I want to see the reef, you know, like you get all psyched up and like go check stuff out. You're like, totally what's beneath the surface. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I think, I don't know. It's, it's like, there's just so much more and, and it makes me pretty just as happy to like go exploring. Cause you never know what you're going to find or you're going to see. And like, yeah. I feel like surfing or diving, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff just and you're at the right place at the right time and it's just so beautiful and you're like oh my gosh no like people have never experienced this like a lot of people haven't and so yeah, i'm just have really grateful so good. yeah yeah that's so funny because the podcast obviously is called above and below and like <laughs> you and i both do both like i was thinking like, that i was like divers. oh this is ironic <laughs> it's super super ironic but it's like it's so true and it's so fun to like talk to people that kind of have like those similarities like you surf and you dive and you do everything and that's kind of like you know what salt life's all about and what this podcast is about so it's cool super cool to have you on here um but what i was gonna ask you have you been going diving recently so i did just finish up my bachelor's degree at fau and um that took up a lot of my time i was like am i even a water person anymore like it was definitely like Um, so I've just been doing local diving. I haven't like, um, gone on any trips or anything in a while. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to like dive back into my hobbies because this year I'm like free and it feels like amazing, you know? So, um, last October when hurricane Ian went through, there was like a massive like walk of lobsters. So like, I was able to get in on that and it was like pure joy, you know, they're all doing the conga line. Like it was so much fun. (laughs) Um, So that was a lot of fun. Um, But like local stuff like that right now, just because I was finishing up my degree. But 
for the future of this year, I'm finally like going to have time. So I'm really excited yeah. to get back to it. That's epic. So wait, do you dive for lobster too then? Yeah. So I, I've been lobstering. I actually just go offshore at the beach. I mean, you could go take a charter or I've done it that yeah. way too. But when the hurricanes come, it pushes them inshore. And you could yeah. just swim out there in like 10 feet of water and get your limit. Like, it's awesome. So that's um, the same for us. And especially when you're crunched on time, it's like the best um, situation because you're like, oh, oh I'm going to go lobstering really quick. Uh, and it's super fun. And then I give them to all my friends and they're so happy. But I just love doing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it tastes good. No, but, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they taste super good. That, that's the same for us, like the swell pushing and all the lobsters like come in super close. And it's funny because sometimes we'll dive in like 30 foot of water and we'll like be searching for lobster and then you'll be coming back in and that's where you find them, yeah. like in the shallows. And I'm yeah. like, dude, why did I just swim all the way out for lobster when they're right here, like barely even doing any type of diving? You're just like grabbing them. I know. I It's it's kind of hilarious that way. And and it's nice surprise too, because sometimes you think that you didn't find any and then they're like right there before you are about yeah. to call it quits. They're like all right there having a party and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's so sick. You guys use like the little tickle sticks and stuff over there, right? Yeah, so I like using a snare. A lot of people use like tickle sticks and they have the nets and all that stuff. That's like a lot of stuff. And I know that yeah. you can get more lobsters that way, but maybe I just have a preference of the snare, but that's what I'm comfortable with. So that's what I use. Um, if I have a buddy with me, which you should always have a buddy, um, but if I have a buddy with me, I would like to have like a lobster hotel or um a net just so i can get more obviously but i mean i'm pretty happy with just getting like one or two just for the fun yeah. of it <laughs> i think it's so crazy how much of a difference it is like you guys lobster fishing versus us like we can only use our hands or traps that obviously oh. have to be a specific thing but like we can't use sticks we can't use anything oh it's not allowed no not at all oh i didn't it's know so that crazy. And like, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure you can't spearfish. And I've heard it from like different fishing game officers are like, oh yeah, you can spearfish and get lobster at the same time, but you're not supposed to do that here. Oh, from wow. other guys have said that. I don't know. It's like one yeah. of the, don't take it from it's my okay. word, but <laughs> I rather just tell people don't do it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Well, that's a lot so of things how... to hold, honestly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, like, sure, yeah. I just feel like yeah. you gotta be like, like whenever I go on a charter boat, it's like, I make that decision like, okay, am I going to go? I didn't, I don't know if it's allowed anyways, like you said, but like, I, I got to make that decision. Okay. I'm going to get, am I going to take the uh, pole spear, the spear gun or the snare? Like you kind of have to yeah. decide before you even go down, which sucks because you'll get down there and there'll be like a hogfish and you have a snare <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, wow, great sure. choice. You know, I yeah. just don't like, I like being free. I don't like a lot of stuff. I'm a minimalist, yeah, I guess. No, it is nice being free diving too. Yeah. Yeah. Not having a bunch of stuff around you. So how how the heck did you get into diving? Were you just like the waves are so bad and just started getting into it? Well, my I kind of like found a little community because at like, yeah, the waves were bad. I was just kind of like kind of getting curious about it and stuff like that. And then my the guy I was dating was like, oh, um, 
I, I'm scuba certified. Do you want to get scuba certified? And I was like, yeah, actually I do. And he introduced me to my um, good friend now, Rachel, and she was a dive master and um, she worked at the dive shop. And so like, he kind of like put me in touch with all the right people. And, um, uh, I got certified just my open water, uh, scuba diving. And then once I got through that, I kind of like did that for a couple of years, but I got more comfortable in the water. And then I was like, I want to do free diving. And then from there, yeah. I just pushed myself and like looked up a uh, level one free diving. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go take the class. And, um, so I went and did that. And I found that a lot more challenging mentally for sure. They both yeah. have like different things about them that you're like, okay, um, I like this more because there's no stuff, but I can't breathe. <laughs> so it's a little harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then um, and then I went back and got my advanced, which was really cool for scuba diving. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would do level two free diving just yet because I feel like that that level one is 66 feet. I don't know if you know here. That's what they do. So um, I that is definitely like. I can't go deeper than that right now. That's my comfort yeah. zone, kind of, you know? So, but the for scuba diving, the advanced, I was like, okay, um, I want to do shipwrecks and go deeper with that. So I did do the advanced a couple of years ago and I did one shipwreck and it was really cool. Um, That's rad. Yeah, it was definitely awesome. So, do you scuba dive more or free dive? So I definitely free dive more now, but like I said, this year that I'm kind of like getting back into my hobbies and everything, I'll probably start scuba diving again. And like, um, I have, and just, you know, cause you really gotta, you can't be away from it too long or you start to get rusty, you know, you have to stay on top of it. So I definitely want, I don't want to lose it, you know? Yeah. Is it better like wintertime versus summertime for diving out there? Um, well, our wintertime, it definitely is more waves and it's more rough yeah. and it's cold. So, I mean, yeah. I think it's cold, but like I'm from Florida, <laughs> so my cold is not your cold. Um, so I definitely like diving more in the summertime. And I also just like to be like, like I said, I don't like being in a wetsuit too much, even though free diving, it's they want you to wear a wetsuit no matter what to be safe. Yeah. So like, um, there's, there's that, but, uh, just for like super diving and stuff, definitely summertime. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like free diving, you get so cold too, because you're just like breathing up and like doing breath exercises before you take a dive. Like, dude, I'll wear a five mil in the summer here. Like wow. even when the water's like 70s, I'm like, ah, I'm going to wear a five mil just because I get cold, like, or at least a five mil top with like board shorts. Like that'll keep me decently warm if I know that I'm just going to jump in and try to shoot tuna or something. But like you get cold free diving. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And for, I mean, for me, I've like looked it up too, but like, it's like proven that it accelerates your heart rate. So your breath hold is like harder to. In a suit. Um, like in the cold water. Oh, just yeah, like the yeah. cold water if you're not wearing a suit or whatever like because yeah. apparently i never want to wear one suit but like no that's so true yeah like at the freshwater springs in florida like it's freezing and you jump in and i can't hold my breath at all 
and it's like amazing but instantly your heart rate is just like spiked so yeah. i definitely like the warm water better for free diving so i can stay down longer too that's so funny you say that because like i'll go surf like a big wave swell in like hawaii and i'm like totally fine when i get pounded by waves but then i'll go surf like something up north like mavericks or like really far up north where it's super super cold and i feel like i just am getting so worked and like i need to breathe so that's 100 percent true like mm. you get so yeah. like tripped out on cold water and also it's just dark and scary like yeah. i don't know like i think about that too and like the darkness and like the dirty water and like big waves and cold and you're just like oh i don't know how long i can last but i don't know i think it's yeah. kind of good to like do breath exercises in cold a lot of people are doing like ice bath breath holds. I now. saw that. That's like trending right now. And I'm like, oh, it's like crazy. You know? It's supposed to be like really good for your muscles too and everything. So yeah. I should really try it. Yeah, it's <laughs> super, super good. Um, so when you go offshore uh for lobster, how far out are you going? Are you just like right past the break? Um, so when we're when I do the lobstering, it's usually like I said, local on inshore. So it's only like, yeah. I would say past the break, it's still only 20 feet of water at the most. And then yeah. like if I'm on a charter boat, our charter boats go out and the reefs are like 50 feet. Like a real reef where I live is like off a boat. It's going to be 50, 60 feet. Yeah. So, but that's yeah, like in, the, in, the inshore, like right past the break is so easy. It's so accessible. It's so nice to have yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's definitely you, awesome. Do you live next to a good reef? So I, it's like all man-made, but um, I'm pretty close. I'm like 15 minutes from the beach. So uh, all like here, I live in Boynton. So over in Boynton Beach, we have a lot of like um, rock piles and all kinds of stuff that fish and little reefs that are close inshore that like nurse sharks and puffer fish and all kinds of little tropical fish have like made their home and that's kind of where the lobsters will hang out too so it's definitely like I, I would say it's very and it's very easy to like take people out there too who are aren't that experienced so yeah it's definitely just to kind of like, go putt around and yeah check it out that's rad yeah uh that's a man-made reef yeah so there's just like rock piles and stuff and all that i'm pretty sure somebody put out there like that's yeah. not natural that's crazy yeah that's kind of sick though because it just brings wildlife in yeah yeah no definitely the stuff that you go out on the charter boats i'm not really sure about that i think that's all natural stuff um that yeah. you're exploring when you go deeper water but just where where i live kind of is yeah there's a lot of like man-made stuff for sure do you, do you spearfish too I do. Um, I'm not, I'm not like an expert by any means. Um, I've only shot like small fish. I've never shot yeah. a big fish yet, but it's definitely on my bucket list. Um, and a lot of the spearfishing I do is actually in the Bahamas. And that's where the pole spear versus the spear gun, because you can't use the spear gun in the Bahamas. And that is just so fun because yeah, for me, well, the water's warm, so of course I'm happy. Um, and uh, the the visibility is really good. See, in like Boynton, like I said, when we go out, like, and the reef is 50 feet, you can't see the reef at 50 feet. So you, when you yeah. go down there, you don't know what you're going down on top of if you're free diving. 
but in the Bahamas, it's clear. So I like love that because I can see the fish before because I get so excited that like then then I can't hold my breath again. Like I'm like, oh my God. Like and then I like yeah. go down and I'm like and and everything goes out the window because I'm like, okay, stay calm. <laughs> but yeah. um it's just really fun. So Bahamas yeah, is probably my favorite place to spearfish just because I like to be able to see what fish I want to shoot before I go down. I was gonna say it's probably super nice to be able to like spot a fish and be like okay i know where it's kind of living right now yeah so what do i need to make this happen and then you're just like boom i got one like this is sick we're on you know yeah it's definitely um been like a good start too to like start that way so you start to get confidence in spearfishing you know because that's just kind of like what i've done so far um i haven't done like the like dark reef where i'm like okay i'm gonna dive down for dp and hope something's there i haven't really got to that point (laughs) i think that's so gnarly like the dark reefs like super deep dives like i mean i'm not that experienced of a spearfisher uh at all like i'll go like it's super fun i like going in like inshore reefs and stuff but for me i think the biggest one is like going to kelp patties because we'll we'll find kelp patties and we'll find like yellowtail and mahi mahi on them in the summertime and like when you find a good patty that's just wide open with fish and they're just swimming by you, it's kind of like pretty easy in my mind. You're just like, oh, cool. There's like 15 mahi mahi swimming by you. That one's biggest. Boom. I want to yeah. shoot that thing. I don't know. Like it, it makes it more fun because you're still hunting for a good patty kind of like inshore, but like the fish are like right there. Like I feel yeah. like that's like the next step up, you know, from like yeah. being inshore. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It can be like that here, but usually we're like fishing in a boat, but like, I think that it would be fun to jump in and actually like just spear it. I know. I want to, this, my goal this year is to take my jet ski and shoot a a bluefin tuna off of my jet ski. Oh, that's a great goal. That's like the the biggest goal. And then I want to like be able to like strap it on the back of my sled (laughs) on my jet ski and bring it in and be like, yeah, dude, check out this like 150 pound bluefin I got, you know, like get all psyched up, but hopefully that works out i don't know that's just a goal so yeah no i mean i have lots of goals yeah those yeah goals are the best though yeah because then stuff starts actually happen because you start starting like okay start thinking how can i make this happen i really want it to and then you start telling people about it and then they're like oh i know somebody and who can help you with that and then you start to make connections and the next thing you know you're getting closer to it (laughs) 100 percent. yeah what are your favorite spots in Florida for diving? So I like my home little area, definitely, that I over that's local um, in Boynton Beach. But also there is like if you go a little bit north, there is a place called Blue Heron Bridge. And that's a super fun little reef. And um, it's more up towards Singer Island. And it's actually really popular to bring um, like scuba instructors bring you there to like practice your skills and before you go deeper, it's like only 20, 30 feet, Um, but it's in it's protected. So you can't kill anything or spearfish there, but it's great because there's like starfish and baby octopus and like amazing sea life, you know, so you can bring someone there who's not that great at even diving snorkeling anything and like show them some really epic stuff go down get it bring it back up like it that's one of my favorite places to take 
people because it they're yeah. just so excited and you can kind of give them a little taste of what it's like, you know, to be a diver. Yeah, giving back. Yeah, I love that. So um, I love that. I love all the freshwater springs we have here in Florida. Like Jenny Springs is probably like one of my favorite. Um, but like I said, the water's cold, but it's like amazing because it's so clear and you can like drink the water. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so sick. Yeah, it's a lot of fun for sure. So I have a lot of different spots. I mean, when I was a kid, I would snorkel just like Lantana Beach and I was like happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was just like rock around, piles and all kinds of cool conch shells and everything. And sometimes there would be conch in them, which was cool. Um, there's just all kinds of stuff out there. But yeah, so I, I wouldn't say I have like a favorite. Every spot has something special about it. And um, I never get tired of going to them, though. I could like yeah. snorkel it a million times and go back or and dive it again. And there's something new I saw. You know. Do you guys have like shipwrecks that you can free dive on? So there's a lot of wrecks in Florida. I've only uh I've only done one when I did my advanced and that was scuba diving. And it was at it's the MV Caster and it was it's in Delray, so it's a little bit south of Boynton. And it was at like a ninety feet, I think. And then I went all the way all down right. to like a hundred. It was so weird. Um, but I've never free dove a uh, wreck around here. Um, I think in the Keys more, they're more shallow to where you could do that. But um, yeah, only scuba diving so far. And that was an amazing experience. Like I, my heart rate was like through the roof. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. It was one of the coolest dives I ever did. And then I like, I thought I was going to pass out. That's how cool it was. And then <laughs> I got to the bottom and then I was like, this is terrible. Cause I'm in a hundred feet of water. And I'm like, yeah. going to pass out. Um, but, um, I was with, uh, my good friend, Rachel, who's, um, a dive master and she, and she was certifying me at the time for advanced. And when we got to the bottom of the wreck, there was like, or the top, I guess, because you're going all the way down and you're just seeing a little bit of it. Um, yeah. There was giant Goliath grouper just all over it. And like as big as me. And I was just like, oh my God, like it scared you at first because they're just massive. And I've like seen Goliath grouper before, but it was just so cool to see them in the wreck pieces and like moving around and they're just like right there next to you. Those things are so gnarly. Yeah. They definitely and make you feel those. small. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. They're like 300 pounds plus. You're like, oh my gosh, what is this thing? Like, yeah, they're super, super gnarly. So that definitely um, added to the crazy experience of it all. Like, yeah. What what kind of crazy marine life besides like Goliath groupers have you seen? So I, nothing like scary, crazy. I mean, I've seen sharks and stuff like that. Um, there was, I was on a safety, the, the most like craziest moment with a shark, I would say is I was on a safety stop scuba diving and I came up and so we were just sitting there for two, three minutes and a giant, like 14 foot hammerhead shark, like circled us. It was me and my boyfriend and they circled us and like he instantly put his spear gun like up and I was like, oh, this is the end. <laughs> like. Because of the way he 
just like went around and i mean they say that hammerheads can be aggressive i don't know um but were you uh, just were you just like oh my god that that was like definitely a crazy moment i was like okay um but nothing happened and i'm still alive and he just swam off but that was probably one of the scariest moments of like marine life and then like i don't know i love small little stuff so like when i saw the baby octopus and like all that stuff and um they have these i don't know if they you've ever seen these before and i don't know the real name of them but i call them spider crabs do you know what that is yeah i i know what you're talking about they're they're weird looking they look like hairy like super long-legged crabs basically right yeah and I then think like they actually when... are called spider crabs maybe maybe and then when you like drop them they turn into a pencil <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know i i feel like i know what you're talking about yeah i should have looked up the name um but those I'm, I'm were looking it up right now <laughs> those were one of the coolest things i saw that's what's crazy about like diving yeah you, like with snorkeling or not snorkeling but uh scuba diving like you see stuff that you won't see mm-hmm. when you're uh free diving yeah and so that's why i want i want to start scuba diving like i think that'd be so sick to start scuba diving yeah no it's definitely there's like pros and cons both like i said and yeah when you're scuba diving you're more like on the reef concentrated looking at every detail of the reef and you like see things that you've never seen before but like yeah um and just like there's just so much to see it in person is so cool and like the eels and all that stuff it's like you're actually down there like looking around and yeah so there's all kinds of stuff What's your, uh, like, go-to gear, like, fin-wise and snorkels and stuff? So, I I just really like, I guess, being, like, a woman. Sometimes I want a mask that really, not necessarily the brand, but, like, just the fit of it is really important to me. Yeah. And I've used a kid's mask before just in order to get the right seal. Um yeah. Because... Uh, like high quality, obviously, or like and it's low volume for free diving or whatever. But like just a, a good seal on a mask is really important to me. Um, I think I have a SEAC one, but I've had different brands and they're all pretty good. Um, I m- m- most of like my go to stuff is just going to be like fins, mask, weight belt. And then obviously, because I'm a girl, I'm like, okay, I need conditioner and a hairbrush always. That's like always in my dive bag. <laughs> and other girls that I take diving, they're like, oh, this is a great idea. And I'm like, yes, because like your hair gets messed up. Um, that's funny. So and defogs in there. Um, and that's really all I need. You know, like I said, I'm a minimal minimalist. So I try not yeah. to carry too much stuff. Um Definitely default. That's so funny. That, that's so funny. You were talking about like hair conditioner and stuff. So like, if I grow a mustache out, diving with a mustache is the worst thing ever. Like, you can't get a good seal. Yes. So I'll put like vast a ton of Vaseline as men. Like, men I've think seen we're real guys cool, so we do that. Mustaches. Yes. Yeah. Like that's my biggest trick for the people listening in. If you're diving and you have a crazy stash, put Vaseline in your stash. It works. Like a lot of Vaseline. A lot. Like to the point where you look like you're a complete weirdo. <laughs> But yeah, I've definitely, definitely seen that. And I was like, what are you doing? But it's so funny how yeah. we guys and girls have different things that they like work for them, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah. hey, here's tips. 
if you're yeah. a girl and you have a lot of hair or whatever. Even if you're a guy and you have no. a lot of hair, I guess <laughs> this is a great yeah, no, tip totally. for you. What kind of what what kind of tips and tricks do you have for beginners? Um, so I would say the thing that I struggled with the most is equalizing. That was a huge deal for me. And to the Same. point, okay. So to the point that when I was looking into becoming scuba certified and like free dive certified, I never thought I could do it. Like, I was just like, I'm going to try to do this, but I'm telling you, like, I can't even get past 12 feet in a pool. Like it was, and maybe that's why I waited a little bit longer to do it because I was just like, I can't, you know? So, um, my biggest tip is definitely, um, and, and a lot of people say this isn't a thing, but it worked for me. Um, not having dairy made me be able to equalize. So, what are the, whether, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, um, put, you know, creamer in your coffee or cream cheese on a bagel, all of that. Like I would not do any of that. And it made my equalizing a hundred times better. Also hydration's important. I learned that in the free dive class, um, staying hydrated makes it a lot easier to equalize. Um, so, uh, but the dairy thing for me was huge. Like it was life changing. And like, I even ask doctors now about that and they'll tell you, oh, dairy doesn't really congest you. But like, for some reason this works. So I kind of don't believe them. (laughs) No, I totally, I totally believe you. I have a friend that's a professional surfer and he cut out dairy in his whole entire diet. And like, I'll go dive with him or whatever. And like, that's the biggest thing. He's like, dairy, get rid of dairy. But like, for me, what works is I, I don't know if you believe medicine or whatever, but I take Sudafed before I dive every single time. Okay. I've heard, I've heard of that. Yeah. So I just stopped the dairy and it doesn't, some people have, I've heard of some people doing it like a week before or like, and, um, but for me, I just do it the day before and I'm fine. Yeah. Um, but I don't, like I said, I, kind of stopped doing dairy anyways so it's not really a problem Mm -hmm. for me but that changed my life and like when I so I became scuba certified so then I was able to equalize the first time I went down um it took okay so it should take you like 30 seconds to descend to the bottom from top to bottom 30 seconds that's pretty normal um maybe less but not this long it took me six minutes to get to the bottom my first time because i could not equalize and i was just pushing pushing i could not do it i went to the bottom i did make it but i came up with double ear infections and i had ringing in my ears for three Mm. weeks yeah yeah that's brutal so i'm still sitting here thinking okay i'm not ever going to be a diver this is not for me. And I was really scared that the ringing wasn't going to go away, but it did. And then the this guy um, is the one from a free dive shop. He's the one who told me about the dairy. And then I tried that. And then once I conquered that, then I was like, I think I could do free diving. And then that gave yeah. me the confidence to like move forward. So that's like my biggest, most important tip for anyone who thinks yeah. they can't be a diver. You can. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think that the biggest thing like to take away from that one is just don't push yourself too hard though, because I have so many times 
been diving and I'll literally go like five feet and my sinuses are so pressurized. Like yeah. from sur- from surfing big waves, like I have the worst sinuses. You get drilled to the bottom and like, you don't realize how bad it is. I've ruptured my eardrums. Like I've done it all. And I think about that and I'm like, I love to push myself. I love to push my limits, but you can't go too far. And especially when you have blood coming out of your nose or whatever, like, you're yeah. like okay, I'm done. Yeah. Done for the day. No, I should, so. I should have not kept going um yeah. and went to the bottom You're competitive. that was bad that was a bad choice but um i was a lot younger then so um also you're like oh it's fine i just have to work through this yeah. um you just don't know that is wrong <laughs> i shouldn't have done that um that was very <laughs> dangerous uh yeah. but yeah uh so i'm glad that i'm no okay. it's cool it's cool yeah. to like bring those stories up though because like i have a lot of those now now i'm when i go dive and i have that situation happen i go I'm going in. I can't, yeah. you know, I can't dive like whatever. Yeah. Who cares? It's not going to kill you at the end. Yeah. Of the day, Knowing you your limits out is one huge. It's huge. Yeah. Definitely. I, and I didn't, you know, I was trying to push them, <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah. Knowing your limits is like something that you learn with age, I guess. I don't know, but for sure. I'm a yeah. lot better they about say, it now. They always say, like, for the desert people out there, like, with age comes a cage. Like, you used to ride dirt bikes, but now, like, you're in a truck or whatever. Like, you, I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like, it's true. Like, you you think about that stuff. When I was a kid, I would dive and push it until yeah. I was bleeding out of my nose. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But That's crazy. not anymore. Yeah. Do you have any crazy trips coming up? Um. So, I actually did plan uh, a trip. I had to the, – the guy actually – was booked all the way until August, but it's a charter boat on the West Coast, and it's um, in, like, low-vis water, and I'm trying to find a Megalodon because it's on my bucket list to find a Megalodon shark tooth, and it's going to be a crazy dive, but I'm really excited for it, and um, it's not that deep. It, he said it was, like, 20, 30 feet. Um, oh, minor. Yeah, but there's like no visibility. So oh, um, that's the weird part about it. Um, and I'm not sure. Bring a microscope. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to feel. Because I mean, if there's low vis, like five feet, 10 feet, everything feels the same. So I don't yeah. know. But I really want to go look for them. And the only like other place you can really find them, I feel like, is in like a river and there's gators and i'd rather just you know swim with sharks than gators so i'm gonna try this first (laughs) (laughs) like i can't imagine like being in a river like next to gators but people do that it might be it might be on my next year um to-do list if i can't find one but i'm really excited about that and uh i booked it like this guy is like really um booked so yeah so yeah. hopefully that'd be, be rad to get you back on here and talk to you about that. Yeah, no, I'd love to talk about that. I can't wait. That's going to be a whole adventure and an experience all on its own. Speaking of adventures, how, how do uh, the people listening in right now follow you on social media? You have Instagram, right? Yeah, I do have uh, social media and Instagram. Um, my YouTube is kind of rusty. Um, like I said, I used to make videos, but then I decided to go to college. <laughs> um, so uh but yeah, so my Instagram is Amber Marie Lewis, and it's all just water, like whatever, um, fishing, surfing, diving. It's basically like living the salt life because um, anything water, that's what I post. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 
that's that's what it's all about so yeah. i love that and i think i follow you so it's fun to to follow the journeys of everybody with the salt life and living their lives and doing different stuff i think it's so fun to like social media is crazy because like you can live vicariously through everyone and you miss out on so much you're like oh that makes me want to go do that stuff you know yeah like, that's why by you saying that you're gonna go look for megalodon teeth i'm like Dude, I, I want to see that. Like, I want to talk to you about that. Like, I get all frothed up, but yeah. yeah, social media is rad. Yeah, no, it's definitely a cool way to stay connected and see what everyone else is up to. And then For sure. also, yeah, it'll like inspire you. Even like people working out, you're like, oh, I should go work out. Like everything is definitely inspirational. Absolutely. Well, Amber, thank you so much for hopping on today. Of course. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. And uh, I'm sure if you have any questions in regards to diving and stuff, you can hit up Amber on Instagram. Yeah, I'd be happy to help. Rad. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.